Connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Right now, I like to share with you three things which I believe will help improve your life, save you money, plus make your business and income grow fast. The first is to call 1-888-844-4769 or 1-888-844-GROW. Introduce yourself and tell me how I can help or how far you've come from where you were when you started. Your story can inspire others plus motivate those who are in now or have come from a similar situation. Second is let me suggest the best of the best options available for your current business. I speak to a lot of people and I can connect you to the expert resource or tool which will get you the growth you want in your business now if you will just take a second to tell me about yourself. Visit bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash help. I'll diagnose the exact thing you need to get you from where you are now to where you want to be in your life and business. Once again, just go to bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash help. And with a couple clicks, you'll see what I'd suggest you do if you sat down in front of me and help me understand your current mental, physical, financial situation, plus the stage and status of your current business now. So once again, go to bestbusinesscoach.ca forward slash help, click on what best describes you, and only get the best you deserve. Your time is important, so help me get you the right tool, introduction, strategy, tactic, or tidbit of information you need for better revenues and save your time by needing less effort. Work smarter, not harder. I'm suggesting you help me help you work on your business instead of in it. Third, check out morefreemoney.com to plug a money-sucking black hole and save your business from disaster before it's too late. See, most entrepreneurs don't give their credit card processing accounts a second thought, but that's a big mistake costing you thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars each year. Money you deserve because you're the one who's done all the hard work you do to make the sale. The merchant industry is so bloated with fees, shaving half a percent or even a full percent can be worth a fortune to your bottom line. All you're doing is keeping more of the money you're already making. The other risk is having the wrong merchant account puts your entire business at risk if and when you hit a sudden growth spurt. Your merchant can decide to keep the money for eight months plus and shut down your ability to charge credit cards or even switch to a different merchant. Don't wait until it's too late. It takes five minutes and it's 100% free to find out how much you can save and make sure the merchant you have right now is the right one for your type of business. Be strategic. Set yourself up for safe, long-term growth. Visit morefreemoney.com to see how much more money you could be keeping from sales you already make. Stop your merchant from stealing from you after you close a sale and collect payment. Visit morefreemoney.com now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by Russ Ruffino. And Russ is the founder of Clients on Demand, what he calls the most reliable client attraction system in the world. He's built, built a multi-million dollar business helping coaches, consultants, thought leaders, and service professionals create simple, strong, and repeatable marketing plus sales processes that attract the perfect clients at the perfect price anytime they want. Today, he's here to give away some of the secrets for how his average client can raise their prices 100,000% or more, plus, once they're up and running, attract 5 to 10 new potential clients every single day. How awesome is that, huh? 
He's also the proud father of his newborn son, Russell Rufino III, and a true lifestyle entrepreneur, meaning he works 20 to 30 hours per week and mostly from home. Russ enjoys traveling and helping others create the businesses and freedom they want. So, Russ, thank you for joining us, my friend. It's so nice to chat with you again. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic, man. Great to be here. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just before the call, we are talking about the ups and downs and joys of having a new baby around the house. And uh, it just really shows in your voice how much you're loving it. And it's just really it's just awesome to meet and to talk with people who are not only making a difference in the world, but they're just living a full life, you know? Um, I yeah. Know. I mean, I was telling my wife, I am literally happier than I've ever been. I mean, I was just outside. Um, it's cheesy and embarrassing, but I was outside. <laughs> outside the other day in the morning um and you know we just moved down to newport beach we got this great house you know it's got this really terrific view of the ocean i'm standing in the backyard and it's early in the morning i'm holding my little son and i'm looking out over the ocean and i'm just like oh my god like it was just too much i was like i'm so happy right now yeah 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 yeah. well and that's and that's yeah that's pretty exciting i had a friend who and i I feel like you've hit all the key points on the head i mean you live in a great environment and a great like not just environment like good people but a great environment as far as like geographically where you live and the climate there you know you've got a long-term relationship which means that you know you feel love you've got a lot of love around you you have your own son which is like your legacy it's your future it's your own blood it's someone to teach and mentor and grow and it's just an extension of you and then of course what you're accomplishing with your work and your clients and that's really significant and um you know i wanted to mention that at the beginning of the call because i think it's really important a lot of our interviews are with self-made millionaires and seven-figure business owners but it's important to talk about how there's more to life than just making a lot of money and of course we're going to talk about how to grow your business and right how to get you past six Mm -hmm. figures maybe even seven figures but that's really important i had a buddy he every year there's like a guy's trip they go on and he had come back from uh, cuba and him and i were hanging out and he had just found out that one of the guys the eight guys he went to cuba with had killed himself and they're older guys they're like in their 40s and 50s actually the one guy in question he was almost 60 and the two of them of the group of nine guys that went two of them had spent the last 20 years or so building a business together and they just sold it for like five million and they both walked away with like two million in the bank but it was like after their trip in cuba everybody went home to their families and this one guy went to peru and it's like he's the patriarch of his family, so he has no legacy behind him. His life, work, and passion, they just sold and gave away to someone. And all of his friends have gone. It's like he felt like he had nothing left but money. So, um, Wow. Yeah. So it's just – yeah, it was just really good. Even again, every time we talk, and just you hear the joy in your voice, and it just feels <laughs> – it's just good, man. That's all. It's good. So, But how did you even get started in all this? Before you were on the beach with your son and your wife and your beautiful home, making great money, helping people get amazing results, you didn't just wake up and know this instinctually as a kid, did you? No, 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 no. Um, if you want to – so I guess if you want to go back. Um, so right now I'm 36, and – from age 21 to age 31, I was living in LA and doing the acting thing. And that's actually where I met my, my wife. I met my wife in acting class. Um, so we were both in LA and, um, you know, and when you're, when you're acting in LA, basically you're also working as a waiter or a bartender or a trainer or whatever. Right. (laughs) So, so my case, I was working as a bartender and, um, you know, I turned, I, so the thing is, like, I, my, my my whole life, I always wanted to be um, an actor. You know, it's like as far back as I could remember. But what always kind of did it for me um, 
was never really like the acting itself. It was kind of like all the stuff that I thought acting would give me. So like what I mean is that ever since I was a kid, the idea of sitting in an office and working in an office all day, working from nine to five, having to answer to some boss and all this other stuff, like just made my skin crawl. I mean, literally for as far back as I can remember. Um, and so I looked at, okay, well then who are the people in our, in our world that, that have real freedom? you know, money and freedom to enjoy their lives and to do the things that they want to do. Well, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm a kid and I'm looking at this situation. The only people that I saw were actors and were, um, you know, rock stars and, you know, athletes and stuff. And I sure wasn't a rock star. I sure wasn't an athlete. So, <laughs> you know, I got into acting and I was actually really, really good at it. I went to high school for performing arts. I went to UCLA, majored in uh, studying acting at UCLA. And then when I, and when I graduated, I was uh, studying with some of the top teachers um, in the city. And the one woman I studied with for a very long time, her name was Ivana chubba and she actually just coached sylvester stallone um on his performance in creed and uh it looks like he's gonna get the oscar so she's one of the very best in the world um that's awesome. so i yeah so i got my skills up to the point where i was doing really well but you know i was bartending and trying to get work was difficult so i turned 30 and when i turned 30 i just took a look at my life and i was like okay look dude i, I am i am not going to be the guy that's 40 years old and that's uh-huh. pouring drinks right so i started uh-huh. to freak out a little bit and um you know, one day I was I was um, on break from from the bar, and I walked into Barnes and Noble because um, there was like a Barnes and Noble right by where where I bartended. And I walked in there on my break, and sitting there on the shelf was the Four Hour Work Week mm. uh, by Tim Ferriss. And I picked it up, and I started reading it, and my mind was just blown, completely blown. Because if you've read that book, the whole book is about how do you create a life of freedom mm-hmm. and mobility. Um, without being a big movie star or having a million dollars in the bank or, you know, doing any of those things. How do you, how do you actually do this? And this was a completely foreign concept to me, Daryl. So like, when I say my mind was blown, I mean, I mean, it was like literally like, I didn't know that that kind of thing existed. I didn't know people were making money online. I didn't know people were, um, starting online businesses. I mean, I just had no concept of it. Mm. You know, I just, I had no idea. Um, and so around that time, um, uh, I was <laughs> I was the lead singer in an '80s cover band. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a little hesitation. The like, I guess yeah. I got to One of the guys in the band, his kid brother, came into my bar, and he's probably like 23. And the whole time he's in the bar, he's like drinking, and he's just talking all this smack, right? Like, uh, and this was like right in the middle of the recession, you know. But he's going like, "Oh, what recession, baby? Like, oh man, you know, I made twelve hundred dollars online today. I made thirteen hundred dollars online today. Whatever it was." And I was just like, oh, "Okay, you know." Back up. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, right, right. What's on. going on here and how are you doing this? And so I read about it in the 4-Hour Work Week, and then I saw this kid come into my bar and he was talking about doing it. And so I think at that moment I really decided, look, I don't, I don't care what I have to learn. There, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out a way to, 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 to make money online. Um, and so anyway, long story short, I started creating information products based on things that I was good at. And those products started selling pretty well. I started making a sale like here and there. Um, had about $500 in the bank and I quit my bartending job. I, uh, I told myself, listen, if you know, right now I was making a sale here and there. But I was like, look, dude, if I just got out from behind the bar and I just really pushed myself, I know I could make this work. Mm-hmm. So I quit. And just dove right into building my online business. And in that first year, I think I did $250,000 in that very first year, which blew my mind, changed my life, Um, you know, got enabled me to start traveling, enabled me to start doing amazing things. And um, since then, I've basically 
transitioned from, you know, selling lots of products, selling information products and doing big, big launches like you see people do. Mm-hmm. I said, look, I don't want to, you know, do a big launch and sell 2000 copies of something because when you do that, you get, nobody really gets any good support and nobody really takes action. Mm-hmm. And so I said to myself, look, let me charge a higher price. Let me work with fewer people and let me really go to bat for them and really make a big, big difference in their lives. Make sure that they get some incredible results. Mm-hmm. And so now in my business, we work with 20, 30 people a month. We charge a premium price and we're doing a few million dollars a year. Um, and it's really rewarding and it's a hell of a lot of fun. And I only have to work with like, you know, 25, 30 people a month. And so I can really make sure and my team can really make sure that they get phenomenal results where they're not just, you know, buying an ebook and reading it and forgetting all about it. Or, you know, maybe you sign up for an event, you go to the event, you get all pumped for three days and then, you know, you, you go come crashing right back to reality as soon mm-hmm. as you get up. Mm-hmm. So that's the business right now. And so in order to do that, we had to come up with a system where it's like, let's say that you're um, a lawyer or an accountant or a relationship coach or whatever, but you're in some business where your business depends on a steady flow of high paying clients coming in the door every single day. How do you do that? Well, we created a business that does that. And in my business, we're getting 10, 15, 20 people a day reaching out to work with us. And that's the same thing that we empower our clients to do. <laughs> Is to is to set up that kind of a funnel for their business. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So obviously, there's people listening to the call where they're like, "All right, Russ, how, how do you do that?" Obviously, we don't have right like weeks to teach it, but how how do you do it? How do you charge, or how do you? Are there any high level things that you can share? Sure, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'll give you guys the. I'll kind of give you guys the thirty thousand foot view. So a couple of things before I'll, I'll talk about the process of like the actual mechanics of how we do it. But the one thing I want you guys to understand is that. You should be charging, in my opinion, your price should be determined by the value that you deliver, Mm. not by the time that you're spending or by what other people are charging or any of those things. It should be about creating a certain outcome for people. So like in other words, if you are a nutritionist, right, your outcome is to get people healthy and that probably add 10, 15, 20 years to their life. Mm. So what the hell? So what's that worth? I mean, that's worth a lot. You know, that's worth five, six, eight, ten thousand dollars. I mean, hell, it's priceless. Right. So, why are you charging a hundred dollars an hour? You right. know what I mean? Or fifty dollars? Right, right. And they're doing like, that because they're just comparing themselves to everyone around them. Exactly. That's what. That's the mistake that people make. They go, "Oh, well, I'm a nutritionist. Let me look at all these other guys out there. Oh, uh, this is what everyone else is charging. So I'll charge a little bit higher than that, or a little bit lower than that. But basically, in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that's exactly the wrong way to do it. What you want to do is look at what is the problem I solve, what's the outcome I deliver, and what's it worth to have that outcome, and that's what you base your pricing on. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. So you're focused on selling the result and the value of the end result people will get <clears throat> as long as they follow your system because really that's – you know you could be helping anyone and that's something to consider too, right? Um, you could be helping anyone at any point in time do this. If I'm going to help you do it, you got to pay me the same as what you know. If I'm going to divide my attention among five people, you all need to be able to pay the flat rate for whatever it's going to be, like whatever the end result will be. Sorry, I don't feel like I'm articulating that well, but no, but you got it. That made, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. What is yeah. the outcome that I deliver? And when you start to charge that higher price, some really cool stuff happens. Number one, you immediately separate yourself from the competition, mm-hmm. right? You position yourself as the best. If you walk into a car dealership and let's just say – let's say you're blind. You're a blind guy and you walk into a car dealership and uh, you, know, you, you look at the dealer and you go, hey, tell me, what I'm, tell me what's in front of me here because I can't see it. The dealer goes, OK, well, there's a car on your left. Uh, it's $30,000 and there's a car on your right. It's $450,000. Now, sight unseen, 
you are automatically going to assume that the car that's $450,000 is a much, much superior car, vastly superior car right. to the other one, right? Right. That's human nature. So it's the same thing. You know, if there's a bunch of guys out there that are in your, you know, the, that are your competitors and they're charging 50 bucks an hour, 100 bucks an hour, and someone gets on the phone with you and you say, listen, I will solve this problem for you. The price, the cost, the investment is $8,000. You automatically position yourself as superior to your competitors. And here's what's going to happen. Some people are not going to hire you. Some people are not going to want to pay a premium price. But I'll tell you what, the people that really want to get this problem solved are willing to pay the money. Exactly. And that's often, that's the people that you want to work with as well. And I want to see if you agree with me on this. It's something that I've learned and I learned in my early days with one of my first businesses at martial arts school I had. I felt that whenever I made up new pricing and it's tough. It's tough to talk about. It might be industry specific, but I just, and at least with the services, I felt like when I had lower price services or I made more flexible payments and stuff, anytime that I had to change my pricing to accommodate other people, it, I always regretted it. If I mm-hmm. agreed to make special payment arrangements yep. just for them because their situation, or I offered some sort of discount, I I regretted it every single time. I even sat down one day and I wrote down all the people I'd done it for and if I, like what the outcome was. And it was just better to have, look, I'm sorry, these are the pra- pa- packages, these are the prices. Anytime I've done anything flexible pricing-wise, I've always regretted it. And like you say, anytime I've charged high prices for that when I did get clients, uh, so I'm, I guess I'm being a testimonial for you. Anytime I got a client, I charged more, I charged what it was definitely worth, and I was firm about it. Not only did people step up, but they showed up correct and they took it seriously. Seriously, which is such a silly thing, right? That's yeah. I don't know. I don't get that. I mean, you could give the same advice to two people. You have one person charge, pay you a thousand dollars for it. The other one you give it to for free, and the person who pays a thousand dollars is going to get more better results, almost nine times out of ten, because they're committed. I guess. I don't know. What like? Would you agree? Do you dislike? How do you feel about that? And why? Is no, no, that? no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So not only do you position yourself as the best, but you start attracting the kind of people that really want the problem solved. So mm-hmm. they show up ultra committed, ready to work and ready to take action. Mm-hmm. So before when I was doing these big launches, maybe we would sell something, you know, I don't know, a bunch of videos or a video course or something for like 197 or, you know, even you, you see people doing launches for, you know, $1,000, $2,000 or whatever. But when you get beyond that price point, um, People show up committed when they're when they're paying those lower prices. They'll buy your thing. They'll say, "Oh, thanks, this is really great." But then they'll they will, they'll never do anything. They never take action. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I don't know about you, but I mean, I have like thousands of of courses and things that I've yeah. bought that are just collecting <laughs> cyber dust on my on my, uh-huh. drive, my hard drive. You know. Uh-huh. But when people show up to work with us, they're they're ready to rock and roll. They take action. They do what we tell them to do. And they get phenomenal results. So like when I was doing when I was doing launches and I was selling lower ticket programs, right? A good result, you know, for a client might be, oh, okay, well the client would be like, Oh, well, I made ten thousand dollars this month and I, you know, that was like a result that I would be like thrilled to have. Mm-hmm. But now today, um, like we have an eight week program that we sell, for example, and the record holder um, and the eight-week program brought in $400,000 during the eight weeks. That's pretty badass. Yeah, second place was like $210,000 during the eight weeks. It's just like, what? Like, I mean, it's just yeah. results that like, you know, they sound crazy or they would have sounded crazy to me, you know, just two, just even just two, three years ago. But now it's like par for the course and it's just it's just what we do. Yeah. Um, so I think the pricing has has a has a big part to, 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 to do with all that. So I just wanted to get that out of the way first mm-hmm. for your listeners so they understand – that I'm not just saying, hey, charge eight grand. 
and just you know what i mean like just okay sure hey yeah you know there's you know you've got to deliver for people and you really have to come through for people and you have to understand your value what your value really is and it's it's based on the outcome that you deliver that's awesome. Okay. So good. So charge more. And that's great advice too because a lot of people also on the call may not realize, but most people buying – the price is not the primary decision, like make or break decision point for them. In fact, for most people, it's not even on the chart. It's like a consideration, but it's not in their top one or two reasons of why they would pick one service over another. So a lot of people are leaving money on the table by not charging more because they could get that money and provide the exact same service. So that's a great tip. It's a great tip. In fact, everyone listening to this call, a really good thing for you guys is just a price test. If if you've heard what Russ said and you think it might be worth testing, just try it on the next 10 people that come through your door. The next 10 prospects you have, quote them a new price. Go up 50%. Go up 100% if you want and just see it because you'll be surprised when people just buy the same, right? I mean, there is a threshold. You can't be crazy, but depending, there's a lot of elasticity in the prices you're charging and you'll be blown away just test it on the next five ten people and uh and you might surprise yourself so but yeah let's keep going this is good so what okay, else great. you got for us all right so now you asked about the process right? right like how do we okay great so now we know we're going to charge a high price right we know that uh you know we're going to charge a price that's commensurate with the the outcome the value of the outcome so now how the hell do we get people to pay that price and how do we how do we do it on a consistent basis so that it's not just something that's happening every once in a while but something that's happening every day, right? You've got to be making – if you're going to be making high-ticket sales, it's got to happen every day. You don't want to have a day in your business where nobody reaches out to work with you or a day in your business. It's like, you know, it's like having a restaurant. If you have a restaurant and nobody comes in one day, your restaurant's in trouble. You know what I mean? I don't care. You know, you're, you're in trouble. But in our online businesses, we, we suffer with this all the time. We go, oh, well, I didn't make any sales last week or the week before, but things are going to turn around. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't care what business you're in. If you're not – you know, if there's not activity happening every day where people are reaching out to work with you, you got problems. So how do we make this happen every day? Well, the way that we do it in my business and the way that we teach our clients to do it is actually a really simple process. We run ads on Facebook and on Twitter and some other social media networks too, but mostly Facebook and Twitter. And the reason why is because their targeting is phenomenal. Whoever you want to target on Facebook, you can target. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so we target these people on Facebook and Twitter. They, they see one of our ads. They click the ad, and then they're taken to a sign-up page for a webinar. They sign up. They watch the webinar. We give them some phenomenal content. And then at the end of the webinar, we give a really soft, low-key call to action where we just say, look, you know, if you, if, you, if you have these problems that we've been talking about and you want to solve these problems, here's how you can reach out. Um, to talk to us about working together. So just really low-key, you know, not a big sales pitch, nothing like that. And then they fill out an application, and if we like the application, we get on the phone and enroll them into whatever program we think they're right for. So there's four steps. We could take them from the ad to the sign-up page to the webinar to the phone call. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Click here. You have them fill out an application before they get on the phone, or you have them send an appointment Correct. first? Okay. Right. Yeah. So they, you know, they do both. That we have a um, a little calendar widget thing where they can choose their appointment time, and then we have them fill out an application before we talk to them. Because if they're not right, you know, if they're not a fit, mm-hmm. we're not going to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. So it's really, really simple. And you know, uh, on the you know what this enables us to do is that we take people from from browsing around on Facebook to making a high ticket purchase from us. Mm-hmm. You know. 
six, seven, eight thousand, whatever that whatever it is, within the space of twenty four to forty eight hours, which is crazy. Um, well, I don't want to say it's crazy because it's definitely doable. I mean, I've I've seen it done, and um, we've done it. I've done it myself actually with an event that was seventy five hundred bucks. So there you go. Yeah, so it's definitely possible. Now, do you do anything with other content? That's a really big thing in the tr- in the industry right now. Ads to content, and then you you know then you remarket to people, so at least they know you a little bit. Is there anything like that, or you guys are just straight to webinar? All that stuff is completely superfluous, okay? Because the webinar, okay, so here's the problem with content marketing is it's content. Like, and there's, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a million people where I read their blogs like faithfully. I read every single blog post they will ever put out. I, I have not bought anything from them and I never will. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge difference between somebody going, oh, this is interesting. Let me take the time to read this and someone reaching into their pocket and pulling out their credit card and giving you money to solve their problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing I want your listeners to understand, it's that because there's so many people teaching courses and telling you, you know, just bullshit, frankly. I mean, yeah. pardon my language, no, but saying, fine. oh, well, you know, <laughs> you got to build up your blog audience and don't try to sell them anything for like the first year because – you know, then they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be hostile towards you and they won't trust you. And I mean, it's like all that stuff is just nonsense. It's just nonsense. It's just not true. If you've got, and I think, you know, not only does it hurt your business because you're, you're, you know, you're doing all this work and making all these blog posts or videos or whatever it is, and you're not making any money. So it hurt, it hurts you, but it also hurts your audience because they have a terrible problem that you can solve. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they're looking at your stuff. That's right. <laughs> right? And so if you're going to – why jerk them around with a bunch of content that they don't need, you know, that's, that might be very interesting. It might be really cool. It might be well-written. Don't get me wrong. I mean it could be phenomenally good content. But if it doesn't solve the problem, mm-hmm. then you're just wasting their time and they're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. So the great thing about a webinar – is that it does all that heavy lifting, right? That a blog would do, yep. where it you know addresses the problem. What's the problem? You know, why do they need to solve it? It establishes your authority. It establishes you as a, as a true expert. It does all the stuff, all the authority building that a blog or video series or whatever would do, but it does it in the space of just forty five minutes, and it does it while you make a direct offer. Mm. That's the difference because people will like read your blog and they might think, you know, Daryl is amazing and Daryl's an expert. But if you don't make them an offer and if you don't make them an offer when they are ready to hear it, when they're hot, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it's not going to do them any good. It's not going to do you any good. Yep. So the webinar is great because it establishes your authority and it gives them some great information, some great content, but it's also pushing emotional hot buttons that make people go, oh man, you know what? I, I really got to do something about this. I, I really got to fix this. And then, like I said, at the end, you just say, hey, look, if you, if you want to fix this, if you're listening to what I'm saying and it's resonating with you and you're going, oh, yeah, I better do something about this, here's how you reach out. Mm. Now, I love how you broke it down, and I've actually done a couple of million with webinar campaigns myself. So uh, the people are listening, if they've never done a webinar, they're like, wow, that sounds so simple. And in some ways, it definitely is very simplistic and it is very simple, but – um, there's a lot that goes into it as well. So what are some of the common mistakes you see people making, your clients making when they come to you and they start working with you and they start going through this process? Is it like, because you've dealt with probably hundreds of people now, maybe oh, yeah. a couple thousand. So is there like a couple of sticking points? Like people always get hung up on, they're trying to do this instead of that, or right? What are the big mistakes people make? Okay, well, that's, well first of all, I just want to point out the distinction that you just made because it's a really terrific distinction. Um, it has to be simple. 
if it's not simple, it's not going to get done. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? If your path between you and the money has like 20 steps. Like, let me just give you an example. Okay, first I'm going to register a domain. Then I'm going to install WordPress. Then I'm going to put a cool WordPress theme on my website. Then I'm going to get some pictures taken. Then I'm going to write a blog post every single day until my my hands fall off. And then maybe I'll get Google to rank my site. And then I'll try to build some backlinks, try to build some authority. And then maybe over time I'll build an audience. And then once I have an audience, maybe one day, five years from now, I'll try to sell them something for like $7. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Uh like... You know, if your path to the money has like 20 steps, you're never going to get through it. It's just never going to happen. Your path to the money has to have like five steps. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. So it's simple, okay? That's what we have. What we have is very simple. But like you pointed out, it's not easy. Right. It's simple, but it's not easy. So the mistakes that I see people make, um, the biggest mistake I see being made in the marketplace is that people are just afraid to make an offer to begin with. And so part of what we have to do in my programs um, in the first week or two, we spend time really getting people clear on what is that value that they deliver. And the way you find that out is you first of all figure out, okay, what's the biggest problem that you can solve? And so that's a, you know, when we may have to brainstorm on that a little bit, but once we find what that problem is, the question you have to ask yourself is, okay, great. What does it cost people not to solve it? Mm. So in other words, if like we'll use that example from before, if you are a nutritionist and there's a client who comes to you that's totally out of shape and you, you know, their cholesterol is all out of whack, they've got risk factors for all kinds of stuff, triglycerides are off the chart, they're not feeling well, um, you know, they're just, they're having, they're starting to have health problems, right? And maybe it's somebody that's like mid thirties, you know, that hasn't really had big problems happen yet, but they can Mm. see it kind of starting to happen. What happens if they don't turn this around? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what happens if they're, when when they turn 50, when they turn 60, if they still have these bad habits weighing on them, what's going to happen? Well, everything, they're going to have less energy. They're going to be less attractive, which affects their relationships. They're, they're not going to feel good. Their productivity is going to suck. They're going to get sick. They're going to die younger. I mean, it's like all these terrible problems, but that's what you have to understand because once you understand that, then you can look someone in the eye and say, Hey, look, I can help you solve this. The price is $8,000 or $10,000. Right. And say it with confidence because and, yeah. yeah, a lot of times people making offers, they're too focused on themselves and what they're looking to get out of it versus what's the value for the other person. If you knew you had a cure for arthritis and you knew your cure worked, you would have no qualms hunting down every single person with arthritis being like, look, you just need to buy it. No, I don't care. Shut up. You just need to buy it. Are you suffering? Yeah. You in pain now? Okay. Then you need this. Just, just get it. Just get it. If you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. Right. And you just be very confident and sure in what you're doing because you understand the value for the end user. Whereas like you said before, a lot of people are afraid to make offers because they're thinking about themselves and right. what they're going to get. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's, that's so well. And that, that plagues people, a lot of people, even their entire careers, you know, um, different scenarios. Um, so that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's the, so that's the number one biggest problem I see right off the bat is that most people either have no concept of the value that they really deliver or they're afraid and they've, or they just, they've never thought about what they do in those terms. And when you start to think about what you do in those terms, you start to think to yourself, Oh man, like I make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great examples. My dad, you know, my dad, um, is, is like one of the top, I don't know, like one tenth of one percent of all the life insurance sales, but he's like really good at selling life insurance. Right. And as far back as I can remember from when I was a kid, 
I was like, Dad, how do you know? How do you how do you sell somebody life insurance? I mean, the whole pitch starts with, "Hey, buddy, one day you're gonna die," and uh, don't you think you should <laughs> do something about that? I'm like, that doesn't sound like something people want to hear. And he said, "Well, I understand what it's gonna do for them." He's like, "Let me tell you something. I never met a widow who thought that her husband had too much life insurance." Mm. And I was like, "Wow. All right, now I see." how he gets out of bed in the morning and goes to work and, you know, and sits down with people and has a real conversation with him because he understands what's at stake. Mm. He understands what he's really doing. Mm. So that's by far the biggest thing with people we work with is that we've got to just put them in touch with the value and the importance of what it is that they do, that what you do is unique and special and powerful. Um, and, and, and once people understand that, just that shift in their mindset Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's like it's like even just from doing that before we even teach them any marketing stuff, just from that a lot of them can just take off. Oh yeah, those two honestly, like whoever I mean, obviously this is a podcast, so they didn't pay anything for it, but I mean, just those two tips, like they got the value that whatever time they sacrifice. If you put off your heart surgery, listen to this call, you just got your money's worth because you could double. I've done it, I've done it, I did it. I'll bring up my other business when I had the martial arts school. I remember when I started, I think I started charging seventy five dollars a month, and I had a couple other plans because I lived near a couple of universities where it was like 50 bucks a month and I ended up scaling it. I think I ended up sticking around 135 a month with a couple packages, one that was 150 and one that was 200 a month. Same same target market, just triple the price, quadruple the price. So that alone is huge. And like you said there, just being having people to have the confidence in what they're doing and the ability to help others and to serve others, I think that's really important because again, people often overlook the value they give. Everyone's very concerned, self-conscious. Everyone's very self-conscious. They're worried about being overzealous or too pushy or anything like that. But as I said before, if you knew that your product cured arthritis and someone had arthritis and was sitting across the table from you, you'd be like, look, buddy, I can't give it to you for free. But I can give you these three pills as a sample, and I'm telling you, you just need to buy the damn bottle. Like, just buy the damn bottle, you know, and you would just be a lot more confident. It's not about being a pushy, salesy person at all. It's about understanding the value that you provide and being confident in that when you're speaking to a prospect. I love it. That's great. That's a great, great, great tip. What else you got for us, Russ? What are some other big mistakes people make? <laughs> um and then the other big mistake is that the, then the other two, the, the other two big mistakes people that I see people make is that number one they either don't have a process, um, which is you know which obviously if they're coming to work with us we'll fix that for them we give them we give you the process, mm-hmm. but number three um, you know but that but that's a big lesson okay so a lot of people listen to this podcast and you're enrolling in courses and you're you know working with different teachers I just want to ask you do you have a start to finish process for bringing new clients in the door, so like a lot of people will just teach courses or offer products that solve one little piece of the problem. You know what I'm saying? So like, for example, you might use Dave's blogging system or Charlie's webinar system or, you know, Janine's, I don't know, traffic system or whatever. And what that's like is it's like reaching into three separate puzzle boxes and pulling out pieces from each one of them and trying to make them fit together. Right. And it, it just doesn't work. Right. So you know, that can cost you everything in your business where you're trying to just cobble together some kind of a solution to run your business. It doesn't work that way. You've Mm. got to find somebody that's got to start to finish solution. They give you all the pieces together, show you how to put them together and hold your hand while you do it. Um, So that's a big mistake that I see people make. And then finally, once you do have a process, you just have to treat it like a machine. You have to look at it like a machine. You know, sometimes you have a car, you're driving your car, and, you know, the car starts to overheat. 
You know, do you throw your car away and set it on fire? <laughs> do, you drive, do you drive it off a cliff? No. Uh-huh. You go, why is my car overheating? Okay, the thermostat is broken or the, you know, the, the radiator is dry, whatever it is. And you figure out what it is and you fix it and you move on with your life. It's the same thing with your business process. And so what will happen is sometimes somebody will um, put together like a webinar and a system like we're talking about. And then maybe they'll spend, I don't know, $20 running ads on Facebook and it won't work right away. Right. And they flip out and they freak out and they go, oh my God, I can't do this. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's too um, difficult. It's not meant for me. Exactly. I don't know. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. Like, look, we're just getting started. We could, you know, we fix every problem, you know, but it's like even I, when I launch a new campaign, sometimes it doesn't work right away. You know, mm-hmm. I have to spend two weeks or something dialing it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although to be honest, most marketing isn't successful right off the hop. Most marketing. Like most yeah. of anything you do in life is not <laughs> successful right off the bat. Okay. I mean, I can't think of the last time I wanted to do something in the very first first try i was like nailed it i don't care if you're like making cookies or like whatever like you're probably gonna screw it up the first time um so it's the same thing but but you have to be you know you have to treat it as such as a process that's fixable and you may not nail it the first time but you're gonna nail it Mm -hmm. and so i tell my clients all the time that you know building a business it's just like when you're flying on a long flight and you reach into the seat back in front of you and you pull out that little magazine and there's, you know, turn to the back and oh, there's that crossword puzzle and you go, okay, well, you know, well, hell, let me try to figure this out, right? Sometimes it's really hard, you know? Sometimes there's questions on there that are frustrating that are going to make you go, oh, screw this, whatever. But at no point is there any doubt in your mind. You're like, I am intelligent enough that if I work on this, I will eventually solve this freaking thing. Right. It's the same thing for your business. I mean, a lot of people way dumber than you have done this before and are continuing to do this. So it's like, you know, if they can do it, you can do it too. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a ton to be said in that. And I love how you said that, to treat it like a machine and to run it because exactly that, because you you need to establish, uh, you need routine to establish patterns so that way you can fix things. You need you need to figure out what's happening and it needs movement. What is it? I used to say, uh, I, have, I have a video, like one thing a monk will never tell you is that movement is better than meditation because you can sit in, especially in business, because you can sit there all day meditating on what you think the problem might be, but movement gives you feedback. And from the feedback, you can take corrective measures. You can't do it just sitting there pondering, right? Like you said, you can't spend 20 bucks on Facebook and sit there and go, Hmm, huh, I wonder why this didn't work and meditate on it for a week or two and think that's going to solve the problem. No, you need to put more people through and actually observe what's happening get on the phone talk to some people and then based on the feedback of these actions you can make fixes and then you can sit back and meditate about how you make it better you know and how yeah, exactly yeah. you put yourself out there you watch the data that comes in are people responding to what you're doing are you making money are you know is, is stuff happening and if not what's what's broken and just fix what's broken yeah. and that's all that growing a business is it's, it's just doing that again and again and again you set huge goals you know, stretch goals, goals that you think maybe are just this side of impossible. Um, and then you take action and you see what's working and what's not working and you fix it. And you just do that again and again and again and again. And, um, you don't spend a lot of time getting lost in a story of failure. You know, if you try something and it doesn't work, so what? You tried it. It didn't work. Big deal. At least you had the guts to try something, mm, you know? Figure out what that. didn't work and try, try something new. I love like, that. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the spirit you have to have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. 
I love that, how you said that, don't get lost in a story of failure. And that's perfect. And again, that's the only way to do it. Now, some people listening to this, um, sorry, I was taking notes as I was trying to talk, but some people listening to this, they might be like, okay, but that's expensive and I'm on a tight budget and yada, yada, yada. And I think what I would say to them is that in business, you know, there's knowledge, there's time and there's money and there's also experience, but we'll put that into knowledge right now. So there's really three keys that you need to run a successful business, but you don't have to have all three keys at all. You can have the time and the money, but not the knowledge. And that's where you can get in touch with someone like Russ. You can have the knowledge and the time, but no money. And that's where you partner up with someone who has the money and is willing to invest in it. And that's, again, it's just about going out there, about networking, about connecting, about finding partners, and about trying to create win-win solutions where you understand the value someone is getting. Someone might have a full-time job and they're really good at what they do and they make great money at it, but they have dreams of having some sort of business that's in the field that you want to start your business in. And they make enough money that they would love to sponsor you or to invest in your business as an equity investor and take part ownership and one day maybe be able to leave their corporate job and come work with you. There's 180, 50 ways to, or, and then some to, to, to cut this thing. And so if you, if what Russ was saying, you're like, I don't know, but how do you keep the machine running? And what about keeping the lights on? Just find people to partner with. It's not that hard. You just have to be willing to put yourself out there. And again, like you, what I loved, you said, you have to have a reason. Like, that's the other thing. If I'm going to invest in someone's business, you got to be trying to do something out to like, you know, big other than just making paper mache SpongeBob dolls at home. Cause you love SpongeBob. Like that's not going to motivate me to part with my money. But if you're really trying to help people, if you're really focused on value and on an end result, it should not be difficult to find other people who will partner and they'll either give you their time, they'll give you their knowledge, or of course they'll give you their money. So really, really well said. And I love that. Don't get lost in a story of failure. I'm writing that down. That's a good one. That's a right <laughs> Yeah. And that's the biggest thing you want to do. Like, like, look, you're going to spend your time dwelling on something, right? You're sitting there, you're thinking about stuff. You're thinking about your business. Dwell on victory, dwell on success. Right? Don't dwell on your, you know, and if you have a problem that comes up, right? Spend just enough time thinking about the problem that you understand it. Don't mm-hmm. dwell on it. And that should literally take maybe 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Look at, you know what I mean? Maybe. You spend ten minutes feeling shitty, going, "Oh God, I have this problem." Okay, let me figure out what's let me figure out what's not working. And then the moment you understand the problem, switch your thinking to thinking about the solution. Yeah. And what does that look like? And how good does that solution feel? And how amazing is it going to be when all the pieces come together and it all works out? The last thing you want to do is spend time dwelling on the problem because it saps your energy and your enthusiasm. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah. And you just stay still, and it it doesn't nothing changes. You just get older, and you just feel shittier about yourself. So. Why are you doing that? And, and listen, you've got to. And listen, you've got to. Just like uh, Daryl was just saying, you've got to figure out a way to learn from the people who you need to learn from. There's just no substitute for it. And so, like, you know, I joined a mastermind a few years ago um, that was fifty thousand dollars, and I had like I don't know, I think seven thousand dollars in the bank or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and so I just had to put the thing on my American Express card and cross my fingers and hope for the best. Um, but it made a huge impact in my business. You know, I mean, I mean, even just even and even and I'll tell you, the mastermind was just OK. I mean, it was just all right. It wasn't like nearly as, 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 as good as some of the other programs I've seen. But the fact that I anteed up mm-hmm. and made that kind of commitment and put that kind of pressure on myself forced me yep. to succeed. Yep. 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 Yeah. And it's funny because it's a, it's a catch 22 because you don't want to tell people to put themselves in a bad spot, but at the same time, nothing fails like success. Um, well, look, I mean, it is, it is what it is because like, listen, the average salary for a doctor in the United States 
is between one hundred and sixty-five thousand and one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Okay, yeah. that is it. And these are people who go to school mm-hmm. for what? Like you know years, what I mean? For years, for something. like yeah, nine, ten years. You get out of medical school. You've got what three, four hundred thousand dollars in student loans to pay back. Mm. I mean, you know what I mean. Like my dad's got doctor friends in their late sixties that are still paying off their freaking student loans. It is unbelievable, mm. and that's just to make one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars a year. Yep. And so, if I'm talking about creating a build a business that makes that in a month, you know, you would better be ready to spend what it takes to learn how to do it properly. Yep. I mean, it just it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, again, people are focused on what they're spending, not on what they're getting. It's the same exactly. thing about being confident and making the pitch. I love it. And I also love the fact that your focus is on uh, paid advertising as well because, you know, there's a lot of buzz um, online. There's a lot of trends about, like, inbound marketing and content marketing and, you know, and even uh, I've interviewed some people on moment-based marketing and I love them all and there's a place for them all and, you know, diversity leads to stability. So when you have a process, the more doors you can open up to lead people to come and do business with you, the better, right? The more stable you're going to be. But the one thing paid advertising has had throughout its history that nothing else has had is the ability to turn on business like a tap, like just like we go to your sink and you just turn the tap on, you get some water and you shut it off. If you can make this work, you can have, it's just, you just go get some more. Just, oh, let's go get some more. Let's go turn the tap on and shut it off because you can, you can afford to spend money to get in front of people because you know who you you need who you can help, what you can help them with, and you know the conversation to have with them to turn that time you're paying for into dollars. And it's just a really powerful thing and it avoids and one of the other things that I think talking about accountability is when you are spending money on that advertising, you are very aware of the results you're getting or not. But if your focus is like SEO or you're gonna build a social media following or things like that, I mean you can waste a year on SEO stuff. Like I actually know that. I actually know people that they like, oh well we're gonna get our you know we're trying to get ranked for these keywords because then we'll get enough traffic we can test you know right stuff uh, like yeah 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 i mean like that's what i that's what i was saying before where it's like look look at your path to the money mm-hmm. how many steps are there between you and getting someone to give you their credit card yep. if there's more than like three or four you're doing it wrong yeah you know if it's yep. like oh okay well we'll build our website and then we got to put the right keywords in place and then we got to cross our fingers and we got to build some backlinks it's just like dude this is before anybody even sees your stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you can spend you years know cash in the in the in the um, in the closet, you know, just about like a mad scientist about this great product you created, the business graveyard, and this is something, and I want to put a caveat towards this because I am a believer in quality products and services, and I am a believer in that, and I don't want it to sound like I'm all about sales and marketing, and yet, but the one thing I want to do want to say is the business graveyard is littered with world class products and services that nobody knows about. And that's the biggest thing is nobody knew about them. If you can match phenomenal marketing with a phenomenal product, you have an explosive combination. If you have a phenomenal product and no marketing, you got nothing, right? Good marketing can sell a non-existent product where bad marketing can't give away free gold. So if you have to err on one side, you're better off to have a marketing system in place and then just work with your clients on making your product better. You can't just market a shitty product because what's going to happen at the end of the day is your your negative reviews, and especially with transparency with social media and everything online, it will eat you alive. But if you know if you just really focus on your business, no matter where you are, I mean, I was in a, talking about masterminds. I was in a mastermind program and I. I remember the guru at the time was talking to a guy and he was a counselor. 
and the guy was convinced he needed the high. He his business wasn't growing because he wasn't as certified as some of his competitors. He needed to go back to school for like another three yeah. years, and then would you know? And he's saying, "Hey, like, what do you?" He helped uh, couples in damaged relationships, and he was like, "All right, so where we are right now? We are in New Jersey at the time, in like an eight block radius. How many couples? And there was all these like apartment buildings around us, right? Twenty, thirty floors around us. How many couples do you think there are?" that could benefit from what you know today. And he was saying, oh, well, probably pff, at least 100, maybe two, three, 400. Okay, and how many couples do you need to have a really busy practice? He's like, well, 150 would be a really busy month. Like, you know, that would be a full schedule. He's like, so you don't need more training and certification. You need better marketing to go out there and find those people, right? You know, and that's the same thing. It's just like... Um, uh, Dr. Phil, right? A lot of his stuff on TV, it's like grandma says common sense wisdom. But the reality is, is because of his system and the, the audience he's built and his, his stature that he can auction off an hour of his time because he's a direct line to his consumer, right? He was willing to do what he had to do to get on TV to be in front of his audience. And now he can just go out anytime, auction off a couple hours and make way more than anyone who's got five times the certification he has. So I just want to put that out there. And again, the caveat, obviously, I believe that quality product and services make this world a better place and make it go around. But you can sit in your room with no customers, no clients, have the best product in the world, and that's where your dream starts and ends. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. It's like don't spend any time getting ready to get ready. Just go. Just do it. Just make an offer. You know, come up with a great offer and put it in front of the people who can buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I'll just – and I'll give you I'll give you hard numbers. In, in, in January, we spent um, – Two dollars shy of fifteen grand, so it was fourteen thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight dollars on Facebook advertising in January, and we did two hundred and forty thousand five hundred dollars in sales. Yeah, that's a great so, <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's like a, every every dollar we spent, we made like sixteen bucks back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's like you know what I mean. Like like just do it. You know, like like find somebody who can help you create that. You know whether it's me or there's like a handful of other guys that kind of, you know, that have their processes that I, that I think are really good, like hire somebody, learn how to do it, do it and be aggressive and create the business that you want. You know, I mean, you know, cause no one is going to do it for you. Yeah. And, you know, and don't be afraid to just make an offer. I feel like a lot of the time people get into content marketing and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get my certification or I'm going to, you know, do a bunch of blogging or whatever. And, the, and the, the, they're just trying to avoid putting themselves in a situation where they could say, here's what I've got. And somebody could be like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the fear of being rejected. of having right. to Face that. Yeah. 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 Because of I mean, a lot of people, we, it'll... Get, we get rejected every day, but for every three people that I talk to and offer them my program, one of them says yes. Yep. So it's like, okay, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take it. Yeah. For, for the money that we're making, I'll, I'll, I'll swallow those pills. That's fine. When I'm sitting on the beach with my son in my arms and my wife by my side and this beautiful new house and the bills are paid, and I, I don't know if you're like me, I like to pay my bills ahead like a few months at a time, my cell phone bill, rent, all that. Like you're like, you know, everything could just go to hell right now, and I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good. Like I just need to like – leave a good legacy and be a good person and you know and just that's it just try to like leave a legacy for future generations and get involved with projects i'm passionate about and maybe we'll have a lasting impact and you're in a great position um yeah that's so well that's so well said 
So, Russ, how about for yourself? Was there any challenges when you went through that? I mean, you talked about how you're in the bar, and then now you're trying to get up and running, and you're doing the product launches, and now you figured out how to how that system works, and you figured out systems for getting customers for these lower price products. Thought, hey, look, let me charge a higher price. Let me help people learn this skill of generating income on at will, essentially, right? When you mm-hmm. know how to do good marketing, it's basically you can generate income on demand. You started wanting to teach people how to do that more intimately. Were there big milestones? Stones or challenges that you personally went through on your path? I mean, yeah, every everything. I mean, everything is a new challenge. Like every day is a new challenge. You know, right now, um, so we did. Let's see, in 2015, we did um, about 2.4 million. This year, I'm trying to get us to 12 million in 2016. Um, I'm really confident that we're going to get there. Um, and you know, and everything's trending in that direction, which is fantastic. But it's like. I understand that I'm going to set a ridiculous goal, okay? To grow your business from 2.4 million to 12 million in one year is a stupid goal. It is it's a stupid goal. It's nuts. it's insane. But I I set that goal knowing that it's totally batshit crazy and um that there's going to be significant challenges along the way and everything from our lead flow to how many deals we close to making sure that clients are happy. You know, if we're selling more copies of our, if we're enrolling more people into our programs, I have to make sure that the program is set up so that we still maintain the great results we're getting now. Mm. And that, you know what I mean? We still have happy clients. They're still supported. Um, you know, they still feel good. They get their questions answered. We're there for them a hundred percent. So it's like, it's it's like keeping all these plates spinning at the same time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's what the business has has been like from from day 1. I mean from the day I quit my bartending job, I said, "Okay, great. I quit my bartending job. I think I had I think it was like 6 or 700 bucks in the bank. My rent was like 1500, 2 grand or something like that. I don't even remember. And I was like, "Okay, got 3 weeks to figure out how I'm going to make next month's rent." You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so for most people, coming up with an extra couple grand or whatever, in the space of three weeks with no job is crazy. Like, right. but I was like, I will do it. Right. You know, right, so, right, it's, right. so, so it's all just, you know, setting aggressive goals, understanding that you're going to have challenges, that challenges are great because they make you adapt. And I used to, that, so that's a great, that's a great lesson right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big shift for me is that I thought, well, if, if I'm, you know, visualizing and I'm on the right track, I, it should all be smooth sailing and I, sh- I shouldn't have any challenges. Um, and so then challenges would come up and it would totally derail me for like uh, for 10 days. I would get depressed. I get frustrated. I mean like, you, you know, sit there and like play call. I spent a whole week just like playing Call of Duty because I'm so bummed out about you know, <laughs> about something that happened. Like let's be real. Um, but, you know, I realized um, – I read this 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 incredible PDF called Principles, okay, and it's by this guy named Ray Dalio. He's one of the most successful investors in the history of the world. He's a multi multi billionaire. He runs Bridgewater. It's a hedge fund, um, and you can get this PDF for free online. It's called Principles by Ray Dalio. But one of the things he says in there is that every problem is a potential improvement that's just screaming out for attention. Mm. So like right now my business is doing 2.4 million. I want to get to 12 million. I know there's a lot of things I need to change to get to to, to, to get to where I want to go. Yeah. Well, how do I how do I find those things? How do I know what to change? Well, the way you find out is you set that goal and you go for it and you just see what problems come up. And every time a problem comes up, it's like God tapping you on the shoulder going, "Hey Russ, you got to fix that thing." Mm-hmm. And now 
that I see things that way and I've trained myself to see things that way. When we have a problem, I don't get bummed out about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just fix it yep. and we move forward. Mm, that's great. And that's really powerful. That's really, really powerful because there's no, there's no, there was it? There's no negativity. It's just feedback. And it's exactly. only failure no, if you stop. Right. Right. And that's the only way guys, that your business is going to grow is you are going to hit brick walls and it can be frustrating. Okay. That's cool. It could be frustrating, but you, you, like I said, you spend just enough time thinking about the problem to understand it and you go right to the solution and then you just go, you don't get lost in the story of failure. You don't start, you know, letting your, letting your negative thoughts, you know, cause we all have negative thoughts. You don't let it snowball or get out of control. Mm-hmm. You just shift your focus. What do I want? What does victory look like? Mm-hmm. What's it going to look mm-hmm. like between 12 million a year? What do we have to, what do we have to fix to make that happen? Yeah. You know, and then for me, it's like, I don't even care about the money. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's an arbitrary goal because I love this process. I love the process of setting a ridiculous goal and just, just like figuring out a puzzle. How am I going to fix it? How am I going to make it happen? Do I need $12 million? No. What am I going to do with $12 million? I have no idea. You know, know, it's the same. But it's like, but, but, but I love this because it's a process of growth and evolution for me, for my team, for my clients, for everybody that touches this business. You're evolving in some way. You're evolving together. And that's what I really, really love. That's so awesome. So well said. And you know, you're talking about how it's an insane goal. It's a stupid goal, but I don't even necessarily think that's the case. Depending on the industry you're in, most businesses, the biggest problem in growth is scaling sales. And for you, Mm -hmm. the methods that you're doing it, it's very feasible, especially if your ROI is 16 to 1. It's very feasible that you can, one, afford to do the marketing that you need to do to get there. And and two, you've got the proven sales process to generate those sales. Because a lot of companies, if they have sales reps, it's maintaining quality of the sales effort through multiple individuals with different heights, different backgrounds, different preferences, different personalities, and that can be a real struggle. But what you've got is an automated, you know, automated, it's basically you at concert pitch. It's an automated and, and well, I've already said the word, it's just an automated and tested and proven sales system. And now you just... Well, what, and what you said is exactly right. I mean, that's exactly one of the challenges we're dealing with right now. So I was looking, I mean, I'll just be totally transparent, you sure. know, because we're getting into this. Um, we were looking at our internal numbers and I don't... Generally, I do not do my own sales calls myself anymore. Like I said, I've got a team that that enrolls people. Um, And my top guy right now, every phone call he does is worth $4,000 on average. Wow. But my lowest performing person, every 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 phone call they do is worth like five hundred bucks on average. Mm. But the crazy thing is, it only costs us fifty bucks to get somebody on the phone. Right. So, so you're making money like, anyways. <laughs> either way, we're super profitable. Yeah. But now I'm sitting here going, okay. How do I take my top guy and just clone him and create more of him? And how do I take the principles or whatever it is that he's doing and deconstruct it and reverse engineer it so that I can sort of take those skills and transplant them to the other members of the team? And if we just did that, we would hit our income goal. We would go from doing you know, two, two, two fifty, three hundred thousand a month right now to doing a million a month just by doing that. Yeah. Well, you already hit the nail on the head. You just need to reverse engineer what he's doing. You got to record it, capture it, reverse engineer it, and exactly. then train the snot out of your people to get there. Um, yeah, I think you can get there. I think you can totally get there. Oh, we will get there. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's the, here's the, here's the other thing that we're talking about. If anyone's noticed here, we're not doing algebra. We're not doing calculus. We're doing we're doing arithmetic. It cost me this much. You know, I spent this much. I made this much. There was this much left over. That is basic arithmetic. I can go hopefully in any fifth grade class, and someone can help me with my business math problem. Um, you know, and even they could be like, I don't know. You're not making as much money as you're spending. You need to do something. Thanks, kid. 
I'm going to get on that one. But yeah, exactly. You know, but it's like, but the th- so, 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 okay. So then that's a great point. So then if that's the case, right, if it is that simple, like I remember, like I said before, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if it's that simple, why don't we see those things? And I think the reason we don't see those things is because when problems come up, mm-hmm. we let ourselves get crazy. We let ourselves get derailed. We let ourselves start telling a story and we stop thinking clearly and we yeah. stop making good decisions. That's why yeah. it's so important to take control of your thought life so that you can keep that from happening. So you can stay objective. You can treat it like a machine in a way you have to be very passionate about your business and then at the same time not give a shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm super passionate about my clients, about getting results, about, about the funnel, about everything we're doing. But at the same time, I just – I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yep, know? Yep, yeah. And set your mind free that way. Then you can start to see the stuff, the simplicity of it. Like, hey, I want to get to $100,000 a month. Okay, great. How much is your offer? Well, my offer is $5,000. Okay, great. Yeah. Offers five thousand dollars. We need twenty people. Right. Yes, which is great. Blank units times blank price equals a million dollars. That's a great formula to have. Okay. So then, so then we can extrapolate from there. Okay. So we know we need twenty clients at five thousand dollars to hit a hundred thousand a month. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Now, how many people do you have to talk to for someone to say yes? And it's like, okay, great. Well, I, I you know, maybe I probably close like one in four people. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. You close one in four people, what does that mean? How many conversations do we need to have? Right, right. Four times 20, so 80. Exactly. We need to have 80 conversations a month. Great. How can we make that happen? How many clicks do we need? How many webinar attendees do we need? Do you have a list right now that we could send a quick invitation to and just maybe get some of them on the phone? You know what I mean? Like it starts to become – you take a big crazy number, right? For most people, doing 100,000 a month seems crazy. You know, We just talked about how doctors are making like 180,000 a year. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you take a big crazy number and you make it less crazy. Yep. Five thousand, you know, five thousand, uh, five thousand bucks, twenty sales. How many people do we have to talk to? Eighty people. Great. How do we make those eighty conversations happen? That's like two, three a day. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Again, it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And the reason why it's not easy is to, because you don't want just anyone and everyone enjoying the results that you get when you're willing to put in the work. So. Um, and that's part of the evolution process too. So I love that so much. And just even the power of which the message that we're sharing. Yeah, this was awesome. You even have like, what's your webinar? You've even got your own webinar. If anyone here is listening to this and they're like intrigued and they want to see it in action, go watch Russ's funnel. I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's perfection. Well, I don't want to say it's perfection action, but it's almost perfection action. When you're doing 12 million, it's, then, it's all right. Then, it's, then, it's, come on, when you're doing 12 million, then it'll be perfection. Then I'll tell you it's perfection in action. It's, 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 <laughs> Um, so, okay. Yeah. So if you guys want to see the process that I'm talking about in action, so this, again, this isn't just something that we teach to our clients. This is what we do every day. This is how we run our own business. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a big problem that you see is there's a lot of people that like, you know, you join their, their program and they, they, you know, they're, maybe they're teaching you a blogging strategy, but the way they're selling their program is by doing big launches. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I mean? There's like a disconnect. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the way they're teaching me to make money is different from the way that they're making money. We practice what we teach. What we do, what we, what, we, what we teach you is exactly what we do. So if you want to see that in action and see what it looks like, you can go to clientsondemand.com. So clientsondemand.com forward slash webinar. And that's going to take you to a sign-up page for one of our webinars. You can sign up, check it out, watch the webinar. And then if you, you know, if it, if it resonates with you and you, you're, you know, digging some of what we're saying, um, reach out and let's talk about maybe becoming a client. If it's a fit, great. If it's not a fit, no problem. We'll still give you some tremendous value on the call. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then there's one other resource that I would like to give you too. We also have a private Facebook group. There's about 5,000 people in it. It's totally free. And it's, you know, we're constantly giving out like goodies in there, tips. I mean, just all kinds of good stuff. Um, and it's totally free. And if you want to be a part of that, you can go to clientsondemand.com forward slash Facebook. So clientsondemand.com forward slash webinar to check out the webinar. If you want to join our Facebook group, awesome. Clientsondemand.com forward slash Facebook. That's perfect. That's perfect. So yes. And again, Russ, you've given so much value. There have been some great tips in here from charging more to just being willing, willing to make an offer to understanding it, the value on the, uh, on the customer's end user and almost being an evangelist for them and their cause to some of the biggest things that trip up people that you and I have seen again and again and again. Uh, you literally just gave away the, the system. Obviously, we don't know the nuts and bolts of the details. That's would be revealed in the eight-week course. But it's been – you've done a great job today and I know you didn't have to do this and I know that you do charge a lot of money for, for for this information. So on behalf of the listeners and myself, I do want to thank you and really appreciate you taking the time away from your wife and your new son and your clients and your staff to come and share this wisdom with us. So just thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure and an honor. Oh, you got it, man. It's absolutely my pleasure. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. Uh, You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.